Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. Human beings have been writing and defining our worldviews throughout our entire journeys as a species here on Earth. And at this time of unprecedented complexity and chaos, new discoveries in science are providing the biggest update to our worldview ever, a breakthrough in the understanding of what it means to be human, our potential for conscious evolution, and the nature of reality itself. So what would happen if we upgrade our worldview? What would happen if we shift from a fragmented worldview to a whole worldview? This can provide an exclusive and practical approach to collectively generating solutions to the current complex challenges in the world. It empowers us with agency and the ability to respond at a personal and collective level. This is going to be a fun exploration. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind and heart, and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. Dr. Jude Curavan is a cosmologist, planetary healer, futurist, and author. She was previously one of the most senior businesswomen in the UK as CFO and executive board member of two major international companies. She has a master's degree in physics from Oxford University, specializing in quantum physics and cosmology, and a doctorate of archaeology from the University of Reading, researching ancient cosmologies. She has traveled to nearly 80 countries, worked with wisdom keepers from many traditions, and been a lifelong researcher into the scientific and experiential understanding of the nature of reality. She is the author of six books, and the latest being The Cosmic Hologram, information at the center of creation wow what a book and welcome jude <laughs> julie it's great to be with you that bio was exhausting to me so goodness knows how everybody else took it <laughs> <laughs> well you know what i thank you for even just acknowledging the length of it because i normally will create just a brief intro on radio but i appreciate your breadth and depth of wisdom so much and i want our listeners to really feel that with me here today because your body of work is so important and this book the cosmic hologram is so incredible and the potential for real change and evolution is at our hands at this conversation and looking at this worldview we're going to. So I did read that entire bio. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, so Jude, I, we have delightful conversations when we speak and I'm really looking forward to this hour, but I do have a traditional first question here on the show. I like to kind of ground our conversation in a bigger perspective. And, and you know, the name of the show is all things connected. So can you share with our listeners first, what does all things connected mean to you? 
It means for me, Julie, a lifetime of, of exploration of that connectedness, you know, from the age of four, and I'm 66 now, so it's been a scenic route, as my, uh, my bio suggests, but really foundationally, both not just understanding that interconnectedness, but experiencing it from that early age and ever since. And yeah, my life's work's really been to share that sense of interconnectedness and, and back it up as much as I can, you know, with, with evidence and, and really empowering people to experience it for themselves. Because I think it's one thing to provide evidence, it's one thing to provide understanding. But, you know, it's when we, it's when we experience a sunrise or sunset, when we experience the smile of a baby, when we, you know, are out in nature, when we meet friends, you know, deep within us, there's that knowingness, that remembering, that experiencing of ultimate oneness. Um, so that's what it means for me. It's, it's, it's more than just interconnectedness. It's profoundly that everything we call reality on every multidimensional levels is ultimately unified and thank goodness after 60 odd years of trying to you know journey along this route the the scientific evidence now is finally catching up with spiritual traditions that have you know expressed this for millennia mm. Well, thank you for, for that response. You and I, you mentioned your experience at four years old, and you and I have had similar early childhood experiences mm. beginning at the age of four. And I, I think it really sets the tone for your exploration and your passion today. So can you share with us a little bit about what moved you into this exploration of this cosmos at such an early age? Um. It wasn't something I sort of consciously signed up for, <laughs> as I'm sure a lot of a lot of us feel. But clearly, at a soul contract level, it was something that I came in to to serve in some way. Um, I'm, you know, I'm the daughter of a, a coal miner in the north of England, so you can't get much more grounded than that. And it was a very uh, loving. Um, you know, but very practical environment. Nobody was a mystic. Nobody was a scientist. Nobody <laughs> was an academic. Nobody walked between worlds. But when I was four, I did have an experience where a discarnate light came into my room and I began to hear a voice. And, you know, from then on, um, and at that young age, it's not something that is unnatural or supernatural or paranormal, it might be a bit supernormal to the everyday, but it's 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 part of that, you know, expanded normality. And it just began a journey that's taken me not just around the world and, and, and with, you know, wisdom keepers of many traditions, both incarnate and discarnate, and all the other scenic route that I've traveled, but profoundly enabled me to never lose that knowingness that we are ultimately all one, that everything we call reality is ultimately unified. So it's a very, it's been a lifelong journey. It's, you know, had many, many, many incredible experiences of multidimensional realities, but it's always been grounded. It's always been for me, you know, how and why realities as it is, but it has to be grounded in our everyday lives. You know, this isn't about floating off somewhere. Um, but it's expanding, you know, expanding our awareness to be able to connect with, engage with, communicate with an expanded sense of, of self, an expanded sense of 
all of us an expanded sense of the nature of reality itself but ultimately what does it mean in our everyday lives because that's for me been key mm. yes and you know I, I, I was just thinking as I was listening to you of I wonder um, and maybe you have an answer to this it's not important to the, the bigger conversation here but when children have these non-ordinary experiences, non-ordinary reality consciousness experiences, I wonder if it's just this integral part of who they are. They don't know that it's not normal to, you know, walk in both worlds or, or see um, discarnate beings of light or, you know, it's like this thing. I wonder if there's any research out there about children and these experiences. Oh, lots, 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 lots. Um, well, first of all, there's been some amazing research done on reincarnation. And um, that has tended to focus on children's recollections, because obviously, the older we become, the more we're sort of, you know, in this reality and in this life. And often we have society around us saying that's nonsense, you know, whatever. Um, but there's there's been a lot of analysis of child recollections you know early children uh, early childhood recollections of other lives other experiences um that are validated you know these aren't just a lovely imaginative exploration these have been being able to be validated with names and connections and all the rest of it but the other thing i think is is the word normal itself you know mm-hmm. one of the the reasons i call phenomena such which is telepathy, remote viewing, precognition, supernormal, which was a term coined over 100 years ago, and is a term that both Dean Radin, who's the chief scientist of, of the Institute of Noetic Sciences, and I both use, is that it is an expanded sense of normality rather than something being beyond that something that you know isn't somehow interconnected it is it's just it's rather like experiencing life with our eyes closed and our ears shut and opening our eyes and opening our ears it's like we were it's innate to us it, it's not some thing that you know some special people are gifted with it, i suppose it's like a musical prodigy some are innately very talented but it's innate to all of us um and so it but it's been shut down in so many people because our societies have told us it's nonsense and it's imaginary and it's wrong and it's stupid but you know you work you know i've traveled and worked with and lived with indigenous peoples and i always remember being in what's called the red heart of australia with an extended aboriginal family and their shaman was 12 years old a 12 year old girl and they she had been recognized as this spiritual guide multi-dimensional walking between worlds connector since she was about five or six so you know the kids went to her when they needed a hug but the elders went to her when they needed insight and it was just because she was more attuned to a clear conduit with but it, it's innate to all of us yeah thank you for acknowledging that because it is an innate um, gift within and I, I i wholeheartedly believe that and see that and and wish for all of our listeners to really hear that and let that in so thank you you know this speaking of the science and these experiments i think it's i'm holding this 
book, The Cosmic Hologram. And it is one of the most comprehensive synthesis of research. It's incredible of what you've pulled together here. And and I, I know you're very proud of this. And I, I am like excited about what's in this book too. Let's begin by introducing the science a little bit. There's, you know, science is now reconciling with ancient wisdom traditions and the universal spiritual experiences and revealing this unified nature of reality. And I think it's important to set our conversation into that foundation a little bit here. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, do you know, when you said I'm proud of it, I, I'm sort of not because it's it's something that I had the privilege of being a conduit for in a way. Mm. And, 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 you know, the timing was just so perfect because having experienced that unified nature of reality and yet its beauty is you know, unity and diversity. This isn't homogenous. This is not great gloop. This is from unity um, expresses itself in the most incredible diversity and differentiation. But there is there is that foundational unity. And, and, and what you said at the top of the program was so resonant with me, this myth of separation. It's not that unity doesn't express itself through diversity and through relationships and mirroring and difference but we sort of got into this extreme perspective of that where you know we we are are the science so far and therefore our societies mainstream so far i said no 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 you know the universe is full of separate things its evolution is a random accidental process consciousness is something that you know comes at the end of all of these accidental um, evolutionary um, uh, events uh, and that's it and and, mater- and and reality is just material in nature and we're now got the evidence having you know felt that knowingness that there's something deeply wrong with that but we've now got the evidence to really turn it on its head and whilst you know quantum physicists have have sort of had the clues of this for a long time and folks who you know are, are studying relativity of space and time have sort of you know had a views and clues of this for a long time the issue has been is they don't go far enough and the missing piece is information and this is information the same digital digitized information the ones and zeros that really we can describe any object any process any event any relationship any aspect of a physical reality we can describe in terms of strings of ones and zeros of digital information and that's the basis of all our technologies but what scientists across all scales of discovery and many many fields of research are realizing is that more fundamental than energy and matter and space and time is in formation that our universe literally emerges from deeper non-physical realms of intention and patterning and dynamism that expresses itself as an emergent universe where that information, not random data, but pattern, dynamic, relational information is then expressed in complementary ways as energy, matter, and space and time. And that's what the first part of the book comes to. And so scientists are beginning to restate 
the laws of physics as algorithms, instructions of information that enable our universe to exist and evolve as a unified entity. But this, even more importantly, is showing that that information, as I say, is not random data, but patterned and meaningful and purposeful, is is also um, showing that consciousness expresses itself as such information. So just as, as people have said before, you know, pioneers have said before, think of our universe not as a great thing, but a great thought. And consciousness not as something we have, but what we in the whole world are. Mm. Thank you for that. You know, the the whole conversation of information, and you write it like that, in hyphen formation, gives us all a whole different way of seeing the world. You know, we've been talking about consciousness and matter and energy for a long time, and I really appreciate how you've kind of put that exclamation point on information and, and help us look at it in a whole new way. Thank you. Well, you know, I, I tend to describe it because people think of, oh, digital information, ones, zeros, you know, whatever. But think of the ones and the zeros um, um, actually forming the alphabet of, of our world, our universe. But then the alphabet needs to be brought together in words to give meaning and the words themselves into sentences and paragraphs and poetry and plays and all the rest of it to give that sense of meaning and purpose. So the information are the basic building blocks, but from it, just as our, our, our digital technologies take information and then create, you know, radio, TV, Instagram, Twitter, all of it, Facebook, whatever, our universe takes that fundamental digitized information expressed by consciousness to co-create what we call reality. Mm. So how do you bring this, Jude, into simple forms for our listener here of thinking about information and how it relates to me in co-creating my life in the world? Okay, well, we have, say we have a thought, okay? A lot of folks um, in the personal development field and many others are, are beginning to sort of understand, first of all, the connectivity now between our thoughts and our bodies. So mind and body connection. And there's an enormous amount of increasing evidence that what we think actually affects our physical well-being. What we feel affects our physical well-being. But it goes much more than that because what we think and what we feel actually radiates out into the world. It's not just held within us. We are literally um, transceivers, yes, mm. of information. We, we send it out and we receive it whether we're conscious of it or not. But most people have seen that in terms of energy. But of course, the energy is like the carrier. What it's the intention and it's the emotion and it's the, um, you know, the words and, and all of that that are embodied into the energy that has the effect. So for example, if we go to someone's house and we go through the front door and we know immediately if there's been an argument there, you know, there's the saying, you can cut the atmosphere with a knife. Mm -hmm. and, we th and we think of it as sort of being an energetic field, but actually the energy is just the carrier of that fear, 
and pain and hurt and regret, all the, you know, all of the stuff of the argument is held informationally. And so there are, you know, people, all of us can do it. And a lot of us do it sort of intuitively without understanding how, but all of us can sense into that and pick up that. And what we're really picking up is information. Mm, that's a good example. Um, really, when you think about what is it when we walk into the room and, you know, energy is energy, but when you think of that as holding that information, that density of feelings mm. and thoughts and, and emotion there, that makes it really clear. I like that. And, you know, I'm also thinking then of literally when we're um, – you said we're transceivers, and I like to say, you know, a, a receiver, or we're transmitting. We're we oftentimes with the new age movement, people are thinking, you know, they're trying to tune in to this higher source. So they're like maybe putting their transceiver rod up to try to catch information, but really. It is us um, communicating more fluidly out and in through this transmission rod or whatever, however you want to see it. It's not just that we're trying to catch it from some source outside of ourself. No, exactly. And that's why I use the word transceiver, because we're transmitters and receivers. And it's happening all the time, whether aware yeah. of it or not. And we're we're fundamentally not just interconnected but at that profound level we are literally microcosmic co-creators of our universe's um, intelligence and reality and so us showing up and us making our choices matters you know and us being more aware of what those choices are matters you know what are our choices are they of fear and rage and anger and 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 separation or are they love are they inclusion are they kindness are they compassion you know what are our choices and without giving ourselves a hard time or judging ourselves just you know just becoming more aware that this is happening all the time so do we show up and and you know um choose love or do we show up and choose other uh, emotions and thoughts and words and ways of being Mm, yes. So we're going to, after the break here in just a little bit, talk more about this whole worldview. But I'd love for you to just introduce this idea of um, really information and how, how have we had this worldview that's been fragmented and polarized, this materialist worldview of separation, when it, how does that relate to our information and our, our thoughts? Well, you know, unity expresses itself in diversity. So, you know, the I Ching, the ancient Chinese wisdom said in the beginning was the one, the one became two, the two became three, and from the three, 10,000 things were born. So to actually experience itself, unity requires that perception of duality. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing wrong with duality. It's when we get into the extreme perspective that duality means separation rather than duality means reflection and relationship and, and playing those out because we, we, we experience, we explore, we learn, we grow, we evolve through that playing out of 
of the, the, the appearance of duality, the masculine, the feminine, the positive, the negative, the up, the down. It's when we see them as being separate that we forget, that we literally dismember our, our connection um, with the wholeness, with the oneness and the unity of, of, of all that really is. Mm. Well, thank you for that. That's a, a great little teaser for the next <laughs> half of the show. I'm looking forward to talking about creating a whole worldview. And I think both you and I really see that as the root of so many challenges that we've experienced yeah. on the planet right now. And instead of just treating the symptoms, we're going to the root of a lot of pathology. So we're going to take a quick break right now. I'm here with Jude Curavan, author of The Cosmic hologram and there's so much more to return right after this have the craziest ideas about food. Where do they get this stuff? Like eating Brussels sprouts helps you hit home runs. And eating carrots gives you x-ray vision. It's nuts. And I honestly have no idea where my daughter got this notion that broccoli is the official food of professional ballerinas. Kids, the only reason my four-year-old loves cantaloupe is because he's convinced it comes from the moon. One small step for man, lots of potassium for mankind. And the other day when my oldest came up to me and said, Mom, will eating peas and carrots really help me pull off a fakey frontside ollie with a twist? I look him in the eye and say, it can't hurt, honey. It can't hurt. Moms everywhere are finding creative ways to help their kids eat five servings of fruit and vegetables a day. Get ideas, get involved, get going at letsmove.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. The Empower Meditation Channel. Non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation Channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your fly. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. 
Hi, I'm Katie Couric. I've interviewed world leaders, CEOs, and celebrities, but my most important role has been as a mother. I've worked hard to encourage my two girls to believe in themselves. Girls with high self-esteem are better prepared to navigate life's challenges. So join me as we empower the next generation. This message was brought to you by the Alliance for Women in Media and made possible through the support of Dove and the Dove Self-Esteem Fund, working together to help girls reach their full potential. To learn more, go to Dove.com. Empowering you for a better life. This is Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe even listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I am here with Jude Caravan, author of The Cosmic Hologram. You can find more about Jude at wholeworldview.org. That's wholeworld-view.org. And Jude, is there another website that our listeners can find you at? Thanks, Julie. There is. It's it's www.judecurravan.com, which is just my name, J-U-D-E-C-U-R-R-I-V-A-N.com. And that's where I post forthcoming events. And that's where I'll be delighted to post the link to our uh, our uh, exploration today. So um, there's that too. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. Okay. So right before the break, we were talking about this worldview and, and mm-hmm. we mentioned this, the, the fragmented worldview, this, this illusion of separation that we've been in and believing that we're separate from our, even our own bodies, ourselves, mm-hmm. each other, the earth, and, and this divine intelligence that pulses through the universe. And you have, you're speaking about really moving us into this upgraded worldview of, of a whole worldview. Can you mm-hmm. speak more about that? Well, you summarized it beautifully. <laughs> um, it, it really, the first time I spoke about this was a, 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 before the book was actually published. And I was at a beautiful place called Gilele in Denmark. And it was a great conference about the implementation of the United Nations um, Sustainable Development Goals. And I was there not as a keynote speaker, but as a keynote listener, which is wonderful. So for the first day, there were these great activists who were talking and exploring and passionate about how can we implement these 17 sustainable development goals that the UN had just passed with something like 193 countries. So virtually the whole world, not the whole world, but, the, the you know, everyone, all nations virtually in the world signed up for these. But what I realized as the day went on is that the explorations I felt were missing something. And at the end of the day, the organizers came along and said to me, what did I think? And I said, it's absolutely wonderful, but I think there's a hole, H-O-L-E, in in what you're exploring. And I think you're missing the whole, W-H-O-L-E. So the following morning, they asked me to sort of share a little bit about what I meant. And I said, well, you know, as a a healer, as well as other hats, um, I know that if you only try and deal with the symptoms of a dis-ease, it'll help 
things, you know, um, but it won't cure the dis-ease. And the dis-ease will find other ways of expressing itself unless you go to the cause of it. And for me, the Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs, are are responses to the symptoms of our collective dis-ease. They're responses to the dysfunctional behaviours that our fragmented worldview has has um, has driven. You know this this myth of separation. And so I said, whilst it's it's eminently great that people are doing this work, I also feel, and it is an and and we need to go back to the cause of the dis-ease, which is that fragmented perception of the nature of reality itself. And so what I've been doing with the Cosmic Hologram and linking up with global change makers now for the last year, and this is really gaining a lot of acceleration and traction, is to link up from that basis that, look, you know, science has told us that the world is separate and just materialistic. And we've now got the evidence to really turn that on its head. And we didn't have that until recently. And with that evidence, you know, we're in a position to, for, for science and, and spiritual traditions to reconcile and to transcend that perspective. So what we're in a place now is we can begin to understand what unified reality and so unity awareness is all about but you know when you've got a disease when you're ill understanding that is the first step but the journey to recovery the journey to healing ultimately is all about experiencing that and ultimately embodying the health of that healing so the whole world view is 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 sort of sharing the the evidence science and spirituality for, for for this understanding of unity but far more than that it's about empowering people to find ways in their own lives in their everyday lives of how to experience this unity in diversity with the unique me for all of us the we the diverse and genius of the we, but within that allness, and then ultimately carry on that journey into embodying this day by day, whoever we are, you know, it, this this is for everyone. You know, Jude, as you were talking, I was, I was thinking, at first I was thinking, how can we do this without those? I, so often, even on the show, people will say, well, how do you, how do you really get it? this unified reality, this unity of consciousness, if you've never had a non-ordinary experience, a spiritual experience, an experience of oneness. But as I was listening to you, bringing the science to the table gives us a, a, a way to cognize it as well as experience it now. So when you're yeah. talking about unity and diversity, I think there's an opportunity for us to, it's not just this woo-woo thing and you don't have to have a near-death experience or an out-of-body experience to, to really get this. Now the science is really showing it. I agree. I mean, for me, this is the game changer because, as I mentioned earlier, you know, quantum physics gave us some clues, relativity gave us some views, but it wasn't enough. It didn't land it. And it's literally only been with this realization that information is more foundational. And so what I've been able to do in the book and, and you know, working with the evidence from many, many different fields of research and all scales is bring it all together but it's more than a synthesis because it's actually 
you know, Marcel Proust, the great philosopher, said that the, the journey of discovery is not, you know, finding new lands. It's seeing with new eyes. So this doesn't need a new theory. It doesn't need more mathematics. It actually looks with new eyes at what's already there and realizes that when we consider that foundational and, you know, reality is information expressed as energy and matter and space and time, and we have the evidence to support that, and we have the scientific traditions that also support it, it's like we suddenly have all the pieces that we can pull together, and it's like pulling pieces of a jigsaw together, we can start to see a picture, you know, emerging from this. And so that picture sort of helps and supports and helps to validate experiences that I think many, many people have, but perhaps are not confident or comfortable in sharing. And, you know, um, I think part of this is that, you know, to empower and encourage and invite people to step forward and share their stories with this, you know, foundational framework that says, this is it, you know, this is what reality is about. Mm. I appreciate that invitation of, of those who have maybe have had these experiences to um, really be validated in the science now that you're not woo-woo. I remember one time <laughs> someone influential in my life said to me, oh, is this another one of your woo-woo things, you know, and, and it was just like this so condescending and disrespectful and dishonoring. and. Yeah. I think many of us who've had the experiences are afraid. And yet then also, so I want to just kind of presence, where do we go from here as well? Because the science is showing us now, you've got this incredible collection of data where we can open it and and it's, it's, wow, it's it's so inclusive and, and amazing. So how do we upgrade our worldview to the whole worldview we're, we're speaking to the choir a lot of our listeners um, really are in the unified reality and, and unitive consciousness and and get it how do we take it out to the world in this time of transition now I think that's absolutely a vital question and that is that's the job that's the work and what I've been doing since um, the the book was launched at the United Nations in New York last May and then we actually launched it at the House of Lords in London of all places in July it's been about inviting change makers that aren't in the choir necessarily, but they've in their own life and their own journey have got to some place where they're open to at least stepping forward and listening to this. So we've got an amazing and growing community of folks globally now. And our work going forward over the next months and years is is to invite folks to join this party you know um my dear friend and co-founder of the whole worldview gil agnew um calls it the biggest coming out party in history (laughs) (laughs) when we when we share our experiences and as you say this isn't you know you don't have to have a near-death experience to get this um, but maybe, you know, feeling that oneness in the smile of a baby or a loved one or a friend or just dancing around the kitchen or seeing a sunrise or going for a swim or whatever it is, you know, 
that this message we're now have got a wonderful um, and growing group of filmmakers, um, storytellers, poets, musicians, um, who are all starting to, set, to to share this message and this story in their own words, in their own ways. And I think the more people who feel inspired to do that, this this is many, 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 many voices, but ultimately one heart. And yeah. that is what I feel is, is, is gaining this incredible sense of acceleration and linking up together. You know, this is all about us just linking up together with heads and hearts and hands and, and moving forward together from this place of unity and diversity. This is brilliant. And I, I think that you know, for us, for so long now, we can bring this story of conscious evolution to people. And if they don't really understand the role of consciousness, I love how you say, we don't have consciousness, we in the world are consciousness. I'll let you expand on that in a minute. But if they really aren't getting that, the science of showing this unitive reality and looking at the information piece really is something that we can use in recreating all of our broken systems on the planet. I mean, teachers and educators can get this new whole world view and teach from that perspective. Business and industry can create new systems of, of commerce and trade in that new whole worldview. And I'm just, I'm thinking, you know, politics, religion, communications, governance. I'm just thinking everyone can pick up this worldview and begin to create from that foundation. And we don't, they don't have to even understand the evolution of consciousness to understand mm-hmm. what we're talking about here with this unitive, unity unified reality absolutely and they don't need to get the signs you know one of the things i say is that you know i don't know anything about a car's engine okay but i know how to drive a car there are some folks who want to know how a car engine works how to put a car together you know or how to to teach others to drive you know the book offers all of that in a way its message offers all of that but if you just want to get in a car and know that the wheels aren't going to fall off or the brakes aren't going to fail well you know the book's got your back in that regard and the message and the evidence and the really widespread and compelling evidence has has got that so you can show up whether you're a ceo of a large organization or whether you're a therapist or a teacher and the evidence is all there but you can that's your starting point then you can actually as you say you can teach our kids we can teach our kids from this place of unity and it's the it's from the inner to the outer you know, it's building inner capacities where those inner capacities are seen as foundational and fundamental to how we live our lives. And we can show our kids how what they choose in their thoughts and their feelings and their words and their actions affects everything else and is affected by. So that, you know, fundamental interconnectedness and ultimate unity is something that when we start to teach our kids this moves into every aspect of their lived lives and you know one of the you know since last year i've been connecting and linking up with folks 
exactly as you say, because it's a huge range of endeavors and their own passions and their own expertise to help bring this message of unity in diversity into the world that they know and they can connect with and they can help influence and support and empower. Mm. You know, the, the foundational piece of, of coming into, I just feel so grounded thinking about the science now and our opportunity. And I, I really want to presence though, because it's important to me and, and I, I would love to hear your responses to really presence how the science is really reconciling those ancient wisdom traditions and universal spiritual experiences. Do you want to just presence the role of spirituality and and how maybe it's all the same thing? I, I remember a commercial from way back when it was the half price stores in the Midwest and it was they kept saying, it's the same thing. So <laughs> I, lo- I always loved those commercials when I was a young kid. And now it's like, oh, I get to say that out loud. So I'm just wondering if you'd speak to the, the role of spirituality in the ancient traditions. Oh, I'd be delighted to, because along my own scenic route, being immersed in that profound um, universal spirituality, because if you actually look at all the great spiritual traditions and you, you know, you go down into their mystical aspects, whether it's the Sufi tradition within Islam or the Gnostic tradition within Christianity or, or you know, or the ancient Indian Vedic tradition, um, pre-Hindu, pre-Buddhism, they're all really saying the same that, you know, reality is ultimately unified and and one of the references I I make in the book is is to an ancient Indian Vedic tradition of of Indra's net and Indra's net three and a half thousand years or or earlier uh, ago uh, described reality in terms of a myriad of jewels and each jewel had numerous facets and each facet and each jewel reflected all the other jewels that stretched you know stretched forever and each one was connected by golden threads of light now you know that is the most beautiful poetic description of the cosmic hologram because a hologram when you you know we take the whole of a hologram and we we go to its individual pixels the whole is reflected in every pixel of a hologram and our leading edge you know human made holograms are incredibly high definition but the reason i called the book the cosmic hologram it wasn't just about information and consciousness but how consciousness manifests what we call reality as essentially a hologram the difference is that the pixelation of our universal hologram of space and time is a trillion trillion times more high definition or tinier than our our human-made holograms. But it's the same principle um, that what we call reality is essentially a holographic projection of consciousness. Um, And we are microcosmic co-creators of that projection as our universe exists and evolves as a unified entity. And it doesn't mean that reality isn't real. It most definitely is. It's just that the appearance of separation is just that. It's appearance. It's not its true reality. Mm. That was a beautiful description. I, um, I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about 
something that both of you and I really care about is. So navigating these times and upgrading our worldview is one thing, but the work is another. And you and I have talked about linking up, about us coming together. This is a time for us to not only just go out and co-create with the universe and this informative source that we're in with unitive consciousness, but it's an opportunity for us to come together in groups and with others to to really manifest and co-create. So can you speak about gathering and sharing and working with mm. others? Very much. And thank you, because that I do feel that is the vital work of our time. You know, when I look back the last four oh, 30, 40 years, you, the mind-body-spirit movement, the personal development movement, has done a wonderful job of, of for those that, you know, want to answer to that and, and, and do that inner work, of, of us waking up, as Ken Wilber and Dustin De Palma talk about, you know, waking up, growing up, showing up and cleaning up. Because, you know, the myth of separation and, and our perspective of that has, has, you know, resulted in a lot of emotional trauma that as a healer, I know very well. And I know that the same sort of archetypal trauma patterns play out at holographic scales from the individual to our collective. So that cleaning up and healing and releasing of those is key. And it's an ongoing journey. So we're not, you know, we're not talking about us having sorted it and that's great. But I think we all get to a point in that process of waking up, growing up, showing up, cleaning up, when we realize that our, if we just stay in our ego, that we're not going to, you know, we're not going to really grow to, to, to the extent we can. So I think we come to a point where our ego perhaps is more in the passenger seat, still there, but in the passenger seat, not in the driving seat of our journey. And that's the point where we can really link up. We can really come into this realization of service and empowerment and linking up. And the ancients understood this. And we know now as well through many, many different research and, and evidence that when we come together and link up, we are greater than the sum of our parts. We are. It's like an organ is greater than the sum of its cells and an, organi an organism is greater than the sum of its organs and a, a group the wisdom of the group is greater than the wisdom of any individual so when we link up we can expand the me to the we and it's me and we we're not losing the me but we're expanding to the me and the we within this all oneness that you know we've been talking about for most of our time together Mm. So, how? What would you say to those listening now that are that are really getting excited about this and saying, "Okay, I, I, I want to get on board. I want to help shift this worldview and and really co-create from this expanded worldview in in my personal world, in my business, whatever." The, what would you say to them? How do they get started? Where do they go? What might you add? Well, I guess one of the incredible things at the moment is just when we've come to this sort of, you know, this, this place of, of potential breakdown or breakthrough because we can't go on as we have been. Um, first of all, we are getting the evidence 
that instead of separation, ultimately reality is unified and then diverse, but not separate. Secondly, we have the most incredible um, connectivity through the internet. So, yeah, we can go on and Google anything we pretty much want to and find connection. But what I'd do is I'd start with friends. I'd start with folks that you you know, you feel could share with you in something that excites you. And it could be volunteering. Uh, it could be, you know, just a really simple. But what I'd say is act local, feel global, think cosmic. OK, so we're thinking cosmic within unity and diversity, feeling global in terms of our relationships within not just our entire human family, but our relationship with our beloved planetary home. Mother Earth, Gaia. So, you know, whatever you can do to help heal the relationship between yourself and, and Gaia. But also, is there something local? It could be very, very small, but it's something that calls you or something that you've been saying, oh, somebody should do something about that. Well, you know, if not us, who? If not now, when? You know, so if there's something that you really feel called to or passionate about, go do. Show up. Make a difference because, you know, however small that difference might be, as it might be Margaret Mead who said, you know, you think you're too small, but but look at what a mosquito does, you know, <laughs> mosquito in a sleeping bag. So nothing's too small. And it's and my experience is it's better to start small and see where it takes you. But engage it with passion, engage it with love, engage it with excitement, engage it with joy. And see where it takes you. So speaking of that excitement and joy, I just want to add hope. And if, if this yes. is the first time someone's listened to this show, um, I, I just really want to presence that, you know, as you and I are both healers, that the breakdowns that we're seeing in the world, the, the things that are falling apart and not working anymore really come from this outdated, unsustainable worldview. And... Yes. Now, just if you want to give a, a brief message of hope that shifting into this worldview can change everything. Indeed, it does. And I actually wrote a book called Hope a few years back, and it was called Healing Our People and Earth. So for me, hope is that process of, of healing, you know, healing our sense of separation, healing our fears, healing our forgetfulness that we are all profoundly interconnected and ultimately unified. And to do that in step by step, you know, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to be superheroes, you know, in one leap we're free. But just every day, finding ways, however small they appear, of remembering that oneness in our lives. And, and just going forward in that way and linking up where we can with love and kindness and compassion and hope. Because hope isn't something for me that's outside of us. Hope is that tiny little seed, that flame that's always there within us. And sometimes we have to sort of look very closely to see it, but it is there and it sustains us and it nurtures us and it warms us. Mm. So. That is, that is the joy, that is the love, that is, I feel, the moment we have to come together and take this leap into love. 
Jude Curavan, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was such a delightful conversation. Thank you, Julia. Thanks to everyone who's listening to us and bless you and bless everyone. And thank you. Thank you. I want to leave you all with a quote from Jude. This journey of discovery and remembering is still ongoing. The only criteria that I personally adhere to, inspired by the wisest pioneering scientists and the most courageous mystics, is to keep an open mind and an open heart and be willing to follow the evidence wherever it may lead. You've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Remember, consciousness isn't something we have. It's something we are. I thank you for tuning in today. Remember, together, we're creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.